0: I wish there was a countdown to let me know When this oh. was going to kick in I but see there's... it
1: on my end It says live already
0: Yep, it, it's counting now So we're 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 seconds in <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, Alright, pep up Dante, pep up Dante pep Fire
1: away Welcome to a show
0: All right. So what's going on, Angelina? How you been?
1: I'm good. How are you?
0: I'm peachy King jelly (laughs) bean. So how was your uh, Christmas and whatnot?
1: Well, it was pretty low key. Uh, We didn't really have any plans to do much, which I actually I don't want to sound like a a Grinch, but I'm not really into Christmas that much. Uh, For me, it's. I I feel like the whole Christmas is so overrated because it's always about materialistic stuff and money and the you know you see commercials about just materialistic items so for me we've kind of like we don't give each other gifts or anything like that so it was really low-key for us we spent the whole you know Christmas Eve and Christmas Day in our pajamas I did a I catered um Uh, a prime rib dinner for us from sprouts market and then had some other little sides, you know, and that was kind of it. We watched movies. We watched wonder woman just hang out and spent time here at home with the dogs. Matt left for a little while to go see his mom, but, and I, cause that's kind of like the thing he does with his family. But um, other than that, it was just very quiet. Low key. I took, I did a lot of napping and um, we didn't even decorate this year, which, I think just uh, we stopped decorating too because of all the time we spent at the gym. And so, but yeah, I just kind of feel like maybe if I had kids, I'd feel different, but I just feel like it's so the whole, the whole purpose of it or the whole meaning of the holiday is just uh, I guess pushed to the side and it's all about money, materialistic items, the biggest gift, the best gift. Oh, we're having sales. So it's, 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 to me, it's not even about what the true meaning is. And so that's why I feel like when it comes around, it's just like, I just feel like all the greedy people come out because then you see people on social media posting all these stupid gifts or a fancy, you know, uh, uh, designer handbag or, you know, just stupid shit that I just feel like is like, what's the point of that? Just to show rub it in people's face or just kind of be like, oh, look what I got, especially when right now there's so many people who've been out of work you know, who can't pay their bills, feed their kids. And, you know, with the whole COVID shit going on, it's like, you really have the nerve to go do that. So it just, to me, it's like, it's not the true meaning of the holiday. To me, it's like friends and family and just it's not about gift giving. I just feel like it's being appreciative of what you have, who's in your life, you know, counting your blessings. But I think that should be something we should be doing every every day, not just on Thanksgiving or around the holidays. You know, I think people forget the whole, tr- the, the meaning of these holidays and why we, we should be celebrating them. It's not about the money spent or the gifts. So I just kind of feel like, I don't know, like I say, I, I, I don't want to be a Grinch, but people just, the, the true meaning is not there anymore.
0: No, I agree. I actually feel the same exact way. It's all about, for me, seeing my my uh, my grandparents. I love mm-hmm. seeing my family. We couldn't do that this year. We couldn't spend time with them this year because with COVID. My grandparents don't want nobody in the house. Yeah, like, I was surprised when they told like so. They still made Christmas dinner for us all to come pick up.
1: Oh, that's sweet.
0: So I mean, it was like almost like pretty much a full like dinner that I picked up. I thought it was just going to be like oh. And the cool thing is we got to we get to keep the Tupperware. So that's oh, the real nice. gift. <laughs> Um, but now we, I, I rode over to my grandparents' house real quick, grabbed the food and, you know, they allowed me in surprisingly. And, but I think I was in there for maybe 10 minutes, if even that, I don't even know. But you know, that, that was my big thing. Just seeing my grandma. It, like I've been saying to everyone the last few days, it just hasn't felt like Christmas this year. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's because I don't get to see my grandparents, or if it's just because 2020 has been so bizarre. Right. But I've like it just didn't feel right. I you know I didn't care. Mm-hmm. You know, I, You know, I was happy for Sophie because she's super excited. Yeah. But I felt like I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. Like 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 you said, I don't want to sound like a Grinch or anything, but I also feel like, man, like fuck this thing. This shit is dumb. Like yeah. well, like you said though, you get people that are just like, Here, let me put in don't get me wrong, I was in that group years ago. You know, we would buy stuff for Christmas and then we post pictures of what we got, which you know, in retrospect, you think about it, it's kind of silly because now people are keeping tabs like oh shit, look at that. They got a new computer. You know yeah. what house would hit tonight. Yeah. Uh, so but you know, yeah, people are just like, Look, I got a new this or a new that, you know, for for me, it's like what what I get? You know, uh, I got some uh, comic book T-shirts, uh, superhero socks, like a whole bunch of them. Uh, some new uh, spats, spat rash guards, stuff like that. And all the action figures I've been getting over the last few months have kind of counted as Christmas gifts. Yeah. So, you That's know. but
1: cool.
0: You know, I, I don't, you know, I wasn't even thinking about, it, like, when Sarah kept handing me boxes. Like, okay, and this is for daddy, too. I was like, for fuck's sake. I, like. Aww. Like. Give me anything else yeah so, uh you know i appreciate it though but whatever um but that's that's goes like like i said we're in the same boat in that mindset though so we we're approaching 2021 new year's day <laughs> hopefully we we step into the you know as soon as that ball drops right <laughs> like it all just lifts and it's a whole new new run
1: I'm just hoping, uh, you know, fingers crossed. I kind of feel like, I hope we see some good things, but I feel like shit's going to hit the fan before some positive stuff really kind of starts to show up, Mm -hmm. you know, with the whole thing going on with Trump leaving and then Biden and Camilla coming in. It's like, there's still so much drama over all of that. And just in general with the COVID stuff, people trying to get back to work or, or just trying to earn a living, you know, over here, things are shut down again. And it's, uh, you know, a lot of places have refused to close, which has been a good thing. And um, uh, a few of the counties here in L.A. County, as well as uh, Riverside and our county, the sheriffs kind of, you know, did these um, uh, kind of like, I guess, a, a press conference kind of thing. or But on their social media saying that, you know, because uh, our governor wanted a, the second lockdown, that we're not going to be closing, you know, some businesses, we're not going to go and enforce uh, what Newsom wanted, which was to fine them and do some other shit. And it's like, they they can't even make a living. Where the fuck are they going to get the money to pay the fine that you're trying to shut them down where they're trying to make a living to feed their kids and and pay their bills and keep a roof over their head. Like it's just so fucked over here right now. So I just, you know, I Mm -hmm. I know shit's going to hit the fan, but I'm really hoping, I think I have enough faith that it's going to get worse before we see the good. And and I think that that's the reality of a lot of things in general. You know, things are you always get the the, the worst of it before you really see the good. And I, I try to see the good in all of this. But I'm hopeful that this new year is going to bring some good things.
0: I think so. I'm optimistic. It's yeah. just like you said, we, we got to get through the rough patches first before we can, you know, you know, get to. To the good, I was going to try to say something like clever and like fancy, <laughs> I out of words. So I just stuttered a little bit and said, "Fuck it, just say whatever." Um, yeah, but you know, I, I agree though, and it's weird. They try to have, they're trying to shut us down over here too in Maryland. Oh wow! And, and I guess it's just they're like, nah, knock it off. Well, because like you, like you said, people, you know, we need to earn people. Yes have bills to pay people have mortgages people have car notes people have whatever and i know people can you know come out on the other side and say well you know you don't need a car like and maybe uh, maybe i don't need a car i don't know like I but who's probably. to
1: say who's to say what is essential or necessity for you that may mm-hmm. not be for them? That's what gets yeah. me is that how can you say not everybody's job is essential? If it's supporting a family and children and you know those basic necessities for daily life, that come on, that's a necessity and essential.
0: So with that argument initially because my job stayed open as an essential business and I was like we're not fucking essential like what I do is not essential like in the sense of hey you know stay in only go out for things you need and then people were showing up to my job to rent it and it's like what the fuck can like, get you take your dumb ass home like get out of here but then you know in, in the bigger picture of it though every job is essential because mm-hmm. everyone has bills Everyone has shit that they have to pay. Otherwise, you know, you know what are we doing then? Yeah. Me, me personally, the there was an old episode of Ducktales when I was a kid that, um, what was it called? Um, the Island of Tralala. I I only know that now because I, it's on Disney Plus, and <laughs> I watched that episode a lot. But I remember I saw the episode once as a kid, and that shit fucked with me because there was a like Scrooge was having. Uh he he was sick. It was because of the money, because of the greed. So they took him to the island of Tralala where there's no money. That shit Uh. doesn't exist there. And everybody was happy. Everybody was chilling. And then something I think they he was taking his medication. He had a bottle cap and he threw it out and it was shiny. And one person got it, and they're like, Oh, this is rare. You know, this is currency. And then everyone wanted a bottle cap. So they gave everyone a bottle cap to kind of keep the peace, but someone put on the disguise got two bottle caps. Oh God. And then it just kind of snowballed out of control. But that's what I always think about with like when, it, when it comes to money, it's like, dude, I only care about money because I have to care about money to pay yeah. bills. If, if it weren't for, you know, everyone else wanting money from me, I wouldn't care about money. I just, Would be like, you know, just like with jobs, you know, yeah. Anywhere that I've worked, I don't. The one job that I had, or two jobs I had, I was making really decent money. I wasn't happy there, and I lost my mind. Like I fucking legit had a mental breakdown. Yeah. And and, you know, I always told my grandma because I used to be a preschool teacher, and she was like, "Don't do that because you're not going to make a lot of money." And I was like, "Well, grandma." I would much rather do a job where I'm happy and make no money than to make a lot of money and be miserable. But then it turns out that as much as I love working at the school, I wasn't making a whole lot of money. I couldn't pay my bills. So yeah. there is a line there somewhere where you have to at least be able to pay your bills.
1: Absolutely. So,
0: but yeah, you know, fuck them, all. Fuck them all. <laughs> uh, going into <laughs> 2021. I know like, over the last few months training at Gabby's, you know, has been going great. You know, I've been, you know, keeping tabs on social media, seeing everything and, and, you know, communicating with you through messenger too. And, you know, just looking at all that going into 2021, um, you know, you got any goals or like plans, you know, in terms of like building on what you've, you know, kind of built so far over there.
1: Yeah, you know, like I, 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 like yesterday, as like a prime example, like I rolling, I realized that I hold back with certain training partners. And it it goes back to um, the first gym training at, you know, the, my professor would yell at me about um, not to go hard with the white belts or less experienced but then if I was kind of flowing or just kind of following their lead so that I could counter, it was like, okay, I, I need to go harder. But then it was like, like, there's always this contradiction of, um, when, cause he would tell me stop being a bully or don't be a bully. So I was like, I always have this in the back of my head. And, um, and I noticed that yesterday and I started thinking, um, prime example, that's one of the goals I need to work on right now. And, um, I didn't, I guess you don't, re- I didn't really realize h- how much I was holding myself back. And I rolled with Gabby yesterday morning and I know she's kind of in some way kind of testing me to see where I'm at um, because I got, I've earned my fourth stripe under her since we, since we came over and I I earned that in September. And um, after that, she, when she, she cause Alliance gives like a certificate when you earn your stripes So for every stripe, you kind of get like a little certificate. And um, when I got mine, it basically said, you know, like, it's time to start uh, studying for your purple belt test. And I was just like, I told Matt, I'm like, oh, God, like, I don't even feel like I'm anywhere near purple belt. You know, I'm just, I, I know I've improved and that's why I got this fourth stripe, but I'm just like, I'm not, I'm not even close to you. And I, and that was just like, you know, just don't, don't get ahead of yourself. And I was just like, I'm just gonna wait till she tells me it's time to, to, to study or to do, you know, to to prepare for the purple pelt test. So I've kind of just like, let it be and just a focused on, you know, just um, uh, working on, and I, I'd say not uh, maybe kind of bad habits or things that we I, we were taught at the previous gym she says they're not wrong, but they're not effective. And instead of continuing training, doing the things that weren't as good, I've really emphasized on breaking those bad habits. And we've had quite a few training partners from the old gym come and follow us to where we're at now with Gabby, and they absolutely love it. So she's kind of seeing we all kind of have similar similar little bad habits that um, she's, she's working on, you know, um, teaching us to not take those bad habits because she always uses herself as a good example that when she started training with Alliance and under Fabio, that she had so many bad habits at a brown belt that it took, you know, it took her to brown to have to break these bad habits. And she's like, I don't want you guys to have to get that far in your journey to to break bad habits that that, you know, I'm not saying that they're wrong, but they're not essentially the best. But why wait so long on your journey? So that's something that we've, you know, we've all been kind of she's been pointing out. And I'm really taking that. And have been really um, working hard at at um, changing those things, and 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 it's true. I see a lot of stuff isn't as effective as what I've learned from her or Talitha, and so that's been the ultimate goal. And then just realizing too, like how much I have held myself back because I still hear in the back of my mind um, not to be a bully or that I am a bully. And so, and a lot of times too, a lot of the guys would tell me, you know, at, at the old gym. Uh, how strong I was because of all the lifting I was doing. And it's been nine months that I haven't had the opportunity to lift. So I do feel like the strength has gone down and that in some way has hindered me. But I think because I lifted so much and I had that capability of of being stronger, even against some of the guys that I I don't want to say, I understand why my my professor said not to be a bully, but I don't want to be throwing it on me and and saying that it was my fault because, or that I'm holding myself back for something stupid, but at the same time, Gabby's just like, no, she's like, you don't hold yourself back, and she's just like, you know, again, it's selling myself short. I need to be confident in my abilities and my jujitsu, and and I am becoming more and more confident because of training with with her and Talitha as well. But I still, in the back of my mind, hear my old professor yelling at me about you know go harder smash but then all of a sudden in the same role contradicting okay stop being a bully so it's like i i'm trying to i'm still struggling with that so uh, with one of my training partners yesterday um she's actually a training partner from uh, the old gym uh we were rolling and she, she's a beast she just got her blue belt and i love it she's a she's a fucking beast and she's a good partner but i find i'm not as as I guess myself enrolling with her as I am with one of the other guys that, that, that came over from the old gym, I don't hold back, you know, but I'm not, I'm not mean, but it's like, I go for it. If I see he's giving me some, some stupid move, I'm going to go for the submission. If, if whatever it is, it's like, I see it and I go for it with, with my training partner yesterday, Laura, I, I just kind of let her take the lead and just defend. I don't try to submit. I just defend. And I just, I, I don't know, I just feel like even weight wise, I, I think I outweigh her because she's very petite and she's like 4'10". And um, so I do feel like when I'm working with her, you know, like I outweigh her by at least 50 pounds uh, and and in height, at least another couple of inches. So I don't know, I just kind of feel like I'm like, I'm I'm like this, you know, this bigger animal smashing like the little mouse. And, and I, you know, I have to get that out of my head because even Gabby yells at me about it. But that's the one thing I feel like I'm struggling the most is I'm holding myself back. And I really, really realized it yesterday. And it's like having to figure out how to not beat myself up so much about it and how to grow from it and and let it go so that I can have a better training experience when I do come into the gym now.
0: I think that's a thing that a lot of us run into as well. Uh, Once you're made aware of it, you know, when you're, because I've done that. I still do that. Oddly, it, I think I've gotten worse about it over the years. So I was just rolling today with a few teammates, and it's almost kind of like I've settled into a position of just – I don't know what it is, but it's almost like I settle. And then yeah. you know, I settle into a bad position, and then I either accept it and just defend and defend and defend – yeah, it's fine, it's frustrating for others, but it's not effective, it's not helping my jiu-jitsu at all. You know, I can be the best defender, you know, there is, but that yeah. doesn't advance you to the next level if you can't, you know, apply the rest of your jujitsu.
1: Yes, I, I, and Gabby I, yells at me about that all the time because, like, she'll be watching me roll. And if I'm stuck on the bottom, you know, or I'm I'm kind of stuck at something and I'm just focusing on the defense, I hear her, you know, yelling at me. Angelina, don't accept. And then she's like really yelling at me, don't accept, don't accept. She's just like, you know, get out of that. Or, you know, she's trying to guide me. And yeah, I hear her in the back of my, you know, head. And it's just like sometimes sometimes I tell myself, oh, it's easier said than done, you know. But I'm like, okay, don't think that way. But Yeah, I do feel like I feel like that same way, like I do kind of just settle and I'm just like, okay, if I'm just defending, I should be fine. But that's really not real growth. You're just kind of allowing yourself to stay stagnant. And then that's where I'm just like, fuck. And that's why I tell myself, okay, what's my what's my challenge right now when I'm rolling? I know I can transition to the top and I can do, you know, from bottom to top. But then it's like certain people just kind of get me on the bottom. And it's like I do. I just kind of like give in. And I'm just trying to, you know, just defend. And then it's just like, okay, I'll put myself in another bad position just to kind of get out of it. And she's just like yelling at me. And it's just like, I need to stop doing that because I'm going to put myself in a bad position one day and I'm not going to be able to get out of it. And I'm going to have to tap. Not that there's any issues with, you know, being submitted. But if it's, if I'm getting myself in a stupid position that I should know better then again, you know, she's going to yell at me for knowing better. And what good did that do in the middle of my training? When I knew I set myself up for failure, when I should know better and I should be attempting better, even if I can't execute it, you know? So, yeah.
0: Yeah. That's, I find myself in some situations where you like you will start going for the arm bar or not even it's like you might even kind of just hint at it i'll go ahead and start defending way but i defend like i get to a point where i'll start defending where it's setting it up for you like you know like i'll <laughs> I'll grab my lapel and like just leave my arm wide open exposed like go ahead take the arm you're not gonna yeah. get it because i'm <laughs> grips right now but go for it it's like well Dude, why are you putting yourself in that position, dummy?
1: <laughs> like,
0: right? Move. Like, get out of there, you dipshit. But yes. But it, it's something that, yeah, I, I think we all kind of go through, and it's weird just trying to get out. It's even weirder once you're made aware, because then you start thinking about it, and you're like, hey, yes. do I really do that? And you're like, I guess I do. And then, you know, you go back and watch video of yourself rolling. it's like, holy shit, I did it again. You yeah. see, it, it was like, "There it is again. What the fuck is wrong with that guy?" And then you just start getting sick of watching it because it's like, oh man, I got a fucking shitty pattern that I got going on here." But yeah, you know, we, like we learn, we get out of it. At least that's the the idea. We'll get out of it. If not, then you know, at that point, we are wasting our times so if we're just gonna stay and never yeah. from who we were. So I guess it. It, as I'm sitting there just thinking, just right now, and I'm saying that, I just realized I didn't get to have pizza this week because of Christmas. Sorry, that's <laughs> just a really <laughs> random thought. I was, like, was just thinking, like, when do uh, I have pizza? You're and so I realized, funny. like, oh shit, I didn't even have pizza on Friday because it was fucking Christmas. We didn't have it yesterday because we had leftovers. And then today we have, oh, we haven't eaten dinner yet. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah. but you're it's so funny. There'll be more leftovers. So I'm always thinking about food.
1: Like I, oh, same here, you know, the same here. It's like,
0: funny. I actually told my wife, I think I legitimately need to go to some sort of food therapy because she took like, I don't chew when I eat now. Like I chew. It's like Just
1: two, inhale it.
0: Yes. Yeah, like two chomps and then swallow. And it's like, and, you know, it'll get stuck. And I'm like, oh, no. And You know, each time I know that I'm doing it wrong, it's like, fuck, you're so dumb. Why are you doing it? Then I do it again on the next bite. It's like, well, at least let me get a bottle of water so that way I can, like, wash it down. And it's like, I I think entirely too much about food. And I really think I need to get some sort of help for that. So, oh, no, sorry. That, that was just the random, the randomness of my brain.
1: No, I hear in. what you're saying. I do hear what you're saying because I've had to learn. Because I'm a weight loss surgery patient, I've had to learn how to re-eat or you have to learn from your old habits of how, why you were overweight and in that condition in the first place, you have to understand, well, what got you there? And it was not only the food you ate, but it was how you ate mm-hmm. and you're not mindful while you're eating. And it's just basically, you know, you're just, ba- you know, s- shoveling it in and not being conscious of why you're shoveling it in or how many bites it takes to get it broken down and all all of that stuff. So I I get it. I get it. It
0: like that stuff that's just kind of hitting my radar now as I started. Because growing up, I didn't have good food to eat. It was just like whatever was available was available. And that's what we ate. Like, oh, there's a bag of Funyuns. All right. Yeah. And then as I got older and I was exposed to real food, I was like, what is this? Huh? This is a salad. Okay. Let's eat this. Okay. It was pretty easy. Oh, this is a steak. What are these rolls? But (laughs) Uh, now I'm just, you know, purely eating out of boredom, eating out of, you know, emotional distress or, you know, there are times where I'm just like late at night and I'm tired. Yes. And that side, you know what I should do instead of going to sleep, I should go downstairs and make a meal, like not just a bowl of cereal meal, but like, let's go ahead and like get that, get the stove going and rocking and rolling. So. It's
1: interesting that you share that because the majority of people who are overweight, and I can say this about myself, um, is that everybody that is overweight has had some type of past trauma, <clears throat> bad childhood, some, some, something that has caused them to gravitate to food to eat their emotions and then there's also people who've had and, and the same thing is the trauma with growing up with maybe not having the right food in your household or, um, you know, all of that stuff. But everybody has some type of trauma and that's why the food is the way it is in their life, because it doesn't judge and it comforts and it just gives you the satisfaction or those feelings of, of whatever you're needing in the moment to feel better from whatever it is that's bothering you. And until you figure out and this same thing with me and until you figure out why you're eating, what are the emotions you're dealing with that are causing you to eat or whatever the issue was in the past that's bringing you to the food until you deal with it then food, you can never tackle your issues with food or how you eat, how much you eat, or the lack of eating, even like people who are anorexic and have uh, issues like that, bulimic and uh, all of that. There's also some type of a trauma where there's the lack of wanting to eat. And it just stems back down to healing that trauma. And, And for me, it was my childhood as well. And also... Uh, my grandma was always scolding us that um, you don't leave the table without eating everything off your plate. And then when I would, she'd go and throw on extra. And it's like, but I'm full already. And then it's like, well, now you have food. So you better finish this or you're going to be in trouble. So I remember literally leaving the table stuffed with my food, literally ready to like, just come out if I tipped over because, you know, she, she she would scold me and I'd get in trouble. And I just grew up thinking that, you always eat everything, whatever it was given to you. And that was the feeling you walked away with was being stuffed literally to, to wanting to blow up. And I would continue to grow. And that's how I always ate till I was, you ate so much. You just were sick. And then as I went through the whole process of weight loss surgery and before I really got authorized, I had to, um, for three months I had to have like, um, appointments with a psychiatrist and they had to ask me questions on you know is this going to be for vanity they wanted to make sure i was mentally stable in regards to all the issues why i was going forward with it and then also having to talk with like a nutritionist all this stuff and then it's like in the process of all that you and even now with i still see my bariatric doctor having to you know she tells me count to 30 while you're chewing your food and, you know, don't have any distractions of TV or other stuff going on. Conversation is good because it makes you slow down. She says it takes your brain this amount of minutes, like anywhere between 10 to 20 minutes to finally realize your stomach is full. And it's true because I've tested this. I've eaten so fast sometimes where I I think, oh, I'm still hungry. And then by the time my food has literally gone down into my stomach, I've eaten too much. And so it's like there is valid uh, points that she gives me in regards to why I should be slowing down. So I totally get it. And it's like when I finally went through that process, that's another thing, too. Going through weight loss surgery, everybody's like, oh, that's the that's the easy way out. You took the easy way out. And it's like, no, it was not the fucking easy way out. If anything, the two hardest things that I've ever done in my life was weight loss surgery and fucking jujitsu. Everything else I feel like in my life has been eh, fairly kind of a piece of cake. But the two hardest things that if I had to do them both again, as much as I wouldn't want to because it's hard shit to do, are those two. But in the end, those two things have made me the best version of myself that I am now, that I I would do it again and again, no matter how hard it is for, the, for both journeys. Mm-hmm. But it just, the weight loss surgery forced me to deal with my shit. People are like, yeah, yeah, I go to therapy, I've dealt with it. You can go to therapy and sit there and talk your ass off to your therapist or whoever it is that you're there to go work on your problems with. But until you do the fucking work, you're not going to heal. You have to literally walk through hell, pitch a tent and stay there in your shit until you can, you know, one day it's just like, eh, it's not bothering me or it's not like it's thought it's not in your thoughts anymore. That's when you know you've healed from it. So it's like and I feel like, yeah, I pitched my fucking tent in my hell. I dealt with my shit. And in the end. I'm six years post-op now and I've been able to keep the weight off. Yeah, I know I eat like shit sometimes, but it's like, I feel like, okay, I train hard enough. I should allow, I should be allowed to have some fucking carbs, some bad carbs, you know, but it's like, until you own your shit and this goes with anything until you own the shit that, that went on in your life, whether you, you, you allowed it to happen or it was forced to happen you know you you and you're not you got out of that victim stage and you just owned it regardless of what it is then then everything else is just like i said it's just you wake up one day and you're just in this place and it's like it's not bothering you or affecting you the way it had before and then all these other little things like with you know eating eating mindlessly and just other little things that kind of become like our um like our vice to make us feel better from whatever that other shit is. Those vices, you don't, you don't really gravitate to them as much anymore and you just move into this space and you're different. And I I feel like, I learned I had to force myself to own my shit. You know, I I remember in my 20s, I was very unhappy with life and envious with other people because I thought people had an easier life than I did. And it's like I'm the product of divorce. My dad was an alcoholic. He abused my mom and my mom tried her best. And my dad, you know, I don't want to talk a lot of shit about him. But I mean, yeah, he was a fucking dick and he did what he did. But I can say, for him being an alcoholic, I never lacked anything as a child. I never went hungry. We never were like moving from place to place like a lot of you know kids do when their parents are either a drug addict or an alcoholic. He had a stable job. He just liked to drink too much, you know. And it's like, as a kid, I had everything and then some that I needed. I just didn't have a, a my dad emotionally to be there. But I learned that food was that coping mechanism for wanting that relationship with my dad and my dad to be the dad that I had like in my in my head that I that was the dad that would um oh you know if you need anything like your dad's always here for you and I didn't have my dad like that. My dad was kind of like, well, I'll help you but there's strings attached. It was mm-hmm. always like, well if you need money, well you got to pay me back or you can live with me but you got to pay rent. So it was like I'm helping you but there's always some string attached to it. And it's like, it would cause more anger towards him and just more emotions and, and to heal from all of that, the childhood stuff and healing from him and just, you know, now where I am as an adult, you know, like I said, you just kind of shift into this space. And because I was forced, you know, the whole weight loss surgery forced me into all of that. If I wouldn't have done the weight loss surgery, I'd probably still be as fat as I was, if not fatter. And those issues would probably be just as big, if not bigger. And I'd be really hating the world. But, you know, that's why I think people don't understand is that until you can own your shit, it doesn't matter what it is. And, and and just in general, with everything else in your life, just owning the the if you say something wrong or ignorant or just with with not enough, um, you know, intelligence behind it, do your research. And if you're wrong, hey, it's not wrong to own up to it and say, you know what, I was wrong. That's the same thing you do with with what's gone on in your life. You may not have had control over it. And if you did, because the lack of um, knowing better, you just still own up to it because it. it who you were then and who you become now it, it you can be forgiving because you didn't know better and that's not going to be held against you because of not knowing better but once you do know better and you you are in that space of knowing better it, it's such a freeing um place to be because I remember too like I always kind of felt like a victim in some way mad at my dad and, and taking everything out in the world on him because of him and him not wanting to help me the way I felt like my uncle would help my cousins because my uncle had two, two, two daughters and he was just like that was the dad I wanted that's how I wanted my dad to be so there was always that envy and I didn't you know now it's like I don't want to be envious of anybody. I know I'm deserving of that or better. And once I got into that place, that 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 healing sets you so free that now I'm just like I'm in a place of gratitude for everything that I have. And it may not be what the next person has. You know, yeah, my house isn't, you know, the the fanciest or newest house, but it's like I'm grateful because at the end of the day, I have shelter. I have a warm bed. I have heating and air conditioning. My refrigerator's full of food. I can go buy pretty much whatever I want to my, you know, whatever my heart desires. My husband may say something like, did you need that? But I have everything and then some. So it's like, I don't feel like I'm that person that I was before because I, I I owned my shit. Even though I the shit that happened, I didn't want it to, but it's like, I still owned it and I worked through it. And that's you, you got to just do that. And that's the same with everything. you know. And it's like, I can admit that I'm wrong. And it's the same thing with that. You just own it. I'm going to respect you more and love you more for owning your shit and not knowing any better, but knowing better because of it than if you just act like a fucking dumbass and just, I'm a victim, I'm a victim, and everybody else is against me or the world is against me bullshit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Sorry, that was a little rant. <laughs> uh, you're good. <laughs> but I know you get what I'm saying.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, just kind of going back to the early part when we were talking about with food and and the techniques of, like, eating and taking your time. Like, I was thinking about that in relation to work when we have, you know, 30-minute lunch break. And I always complain because I feel like I got to cram my food down my throat. (laughs) Yeah. and, And then still be able to, like, you know, get back in time. So that's all that you know I was thinking about you know at that point I was like damn dude yeah she is right you do got to take your time on that but yeah as far as um, just you know owning your shit and just you know, not not making excuses you, know, you, you can't say well my life isn't this way because of that you know I have a friend you know that that's kind of does well they don't not own up but it's like they'll look at something and say well you know, this person is only this because of that. Yeah. You don't know what their story is behind all of that. You know, you don't know, like, yeah, they maybe grew up, you know, with a a famous, you know, parent, a wealthy parent, Mm -hmm. but that parent probably, you know, made them work like just as hard, if not harder, because they knew like, Hey, you're going to have it a little easier because, you know of my status so i want you to earn you know your keep you know work work just as hard don't think just because you're you know you're, you're michael jordan's son you know you're not going to have to go out there and make your own name you know that yeah. with athletes who have kids that you know follow them into the league and you know one example that i always think about is barry sanders who was a running back for the Detroit Lions, you know, one of the all time greats and his son, Barry Sanders Jr. You know, when he got into college, you know, the air, all eyes were on him because we're like, he's going to be just like his dad, just as good as his dad. Yeah. And he was pretty good. You know, he, he didn't make it to the league as far as I know, but you know, he played at Stanford. Then he went to Oklahoma state where his dad graduated from. And, you know, and I think there is that level of expectation that people look at too, you know, that girl, like, oh, well, that's, you know, your dad is this person, so you should be just as good when, you know, this kid is probably just trying to make a name for himself. Yeah. And that's the way it should be, though. You know, uh, what's the girl's name? Uh, Kate Hudson. Mm. She, you know, she didn't want to use her parents' names to yeah. uh, further her career, so... And I respect that. It's like you, you know, you got to be your own person and own own up to your own bullshit. You know, if being your own person means that you have got to fight through an addiction and, and get out of that hell and to become a better person, cool, do it. You know, own own who you are, but you know you don't want to ride on the coattails of you, you know. The, there was that period in the two thousands. Where you're seeing all these, I guess, what they're called, socialites. Yeah, and you're seeing all these celebrities' kids running yes. around talking nasty about others. So there's some fucking cocksucker. I can't remember this fucking guy's name, but his dad was whoever the fuck he was, and he was talking about Lindsay Lohan. He was like. Oh, Lindsay Lohan is worth what three million? Oh, it's disgusting. She's so gross, you know. And I know he was probably just joking or just trolling or whatever, but just yeah. it like that, it's like, look, dude, that, that's dumb. Like your fucking dad made money, and you're just fucking living off whatever. Yes, that girl, you know, had you know, went out and you know was in some pretty cool movies when she was younger, like Freaky Friday and and The Parent Trap and Mean Girls and shit like that. And then she. Did some shitty movies when she got older. Yeah. So and now she's just walling she's just, out now. Yeah. I'm still a Lindsay Gohan fan. She makes a movie. I'm gonna check it out because I, 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 am always cheering for that kid. I'm like, look, I believe in you, Lindsay. If she ever hears this, I believe in you, Lindsay. I Mean Girls is still in my top three favorite movies.
1: Yeah. And, I, I. That's a guilty pleasure. I admit it. I. You know what? As, as. as as sad as where her life is kind of gone right now. Yeah, I do. I'm rooting for her and I believe in her too. It's like, you know, we all go through those stages in life. You know, we all have our highs and we all have our lows. Sometimes some some people it's, everybody sees it. And then for others who are like us, who aren't in that uh, in the limelight, you know, we have our highs and lows and, and sometimes even our closest friends don't even see it. So you know, we, you know, we all have those parts of our lives and they're not always the best, but you know, it's a part of life and it's a part of our growth. And I think for some, they just have a harder time and understanding it and going through them while they're going through that particular time. And, you know, some people just can't handle the low part, but I, you know, I, I have faith that, that they can trudge through it and just come out better.
0: That's the hope, uh, at least, you know, I'm always rooting for everybody. I want everyone to do well. Um, there's some people I don't want to do well. Right? <laughs> but for the most part, like everyone, I want them doing well. But they are a couple of assholes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but other than that, I I want like you know I always want everyone to do really well. There there are even people that I've had bad encounters with, and you know, once you kind of look at situations, you see oh they are growing, they are you know bettering themselves as a person no matter what our, you know, our views may be with each other or opposing each other. But when you see someone working hard and it's like, well, you know, kudos to them. And, you know, I, I wish them the best unless they owe me money. <laughs> 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 yeah, Pay me my money and we'll keep I'll keep wishing you the best. You don't pay me my mm-hmm. money. And we'll hope you get hit by a car. But <laughs> all right, all right. Oh. so anyhow, that that's. <laughs> You're Not too sure how fun. we get here?
1: But. I know, but yeah, I hear you. It's it's interesting, you know, this whole thing. Like I was saying, how I feel like jujitsu and weight lossers have been like the two most hardest things I've ever done, or purposely put myself through. But they have been the 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 best things that I've ever done, mm-hmm. even though it's been as hard as it is, you know.
0: Yeah, but there's that that there's something to that though as well. Because like you're saying though, you gotta go through that hell to get to the other side. Otherwise, like I was telling my daughter the other day, she was trying to you know, one of her, you know, her toys for Christmas, she was having a hard time putting it together. Or no, it, no, it was like a game and she kept losing or whatever it was. Something was going on, and she was not happy. And she goes, I'm mad right now. And I goes, Well, why are you mad? What's going on? She's like, I don't know. So I was like okay talk to me honey Like what's going on And then she starts kind of explaining I was like well, okay look it's tough I get it But that's alright you just keep trying You know we'll figure it out But if everything were easy yes, Then it, you know it wouldn't be worth it You know yeah. Like when you play a video game on easy Does it you know what does it do for you You know when, when you're beating Everyone and, and destroying Everything and you know It's just so easy it's like is it fun maybe for some i guess if that you know to boost their own fragile e- egos but yeah you know but After for others, a while yeah it eventually gets to a point where it's like this is dumb it's boring i don't want to do this anymore i want a challenge mm-hmm. I, I know some of the games though it is wild because you know easy is too easy you know then the next level is still kind of easy then the next level is still kind of easy you go to the max level it's like dude i can't fucking get a break there <laughs> Like is, is there a middle ground? Like can, can I have some sort of a challenge where I could possibly win or I could possibly lose, not just a guaranteed win or a guarantee loss. Right. Fucking video games. That's why I fucking hate playing video games. But yeah. once I'm done here with this, I'm probably gonna sit down and play a video game. So
1: <laughs> I don't think we talked too much about like the whole training stuff because I think we got we got sidetracked on our on our our little rant of everything else
0: true true well and that's what i was saying i was like well we kind of went through everything for the most part except for like <laughs> um just you know how are things i know you know like i said it looks like over there with gabby at alliance things are you know going fairly well like I said you got your fourth stripe uh, back in september you know c- congrats to that again thanks i, I- I think I put a post up. I feel like you I did. Didn't. You did. I, you
1: always do. You're always like my first cheerleader, you know, it, rooting me on about everything.
0: It's like, I, the, it, I guess because, you know, September just feels like a, so fucking long ago. This it's
1: whole like, year. Like, I just feel like, are are we, I was thinking literally the other day we were in the end of November. And I'm like, no, it's December because Christmas was just here.
0: <laughs> when we hit Thanksgiving. Oh. I didn't realize it. I said yeah. something like, cause I was making plans and I think my wife was like, dude, it's going to be Thanksgiving. I was like, Oh shit. Really? I'm like, are yes. you sure? She's like, yeah, but I do that every year when I think about it. Like I do forget Thanksgiving. Like that shouldn't because it's food is the fucking main theme. How could I ever forget that? But, <laughs> but you in, in my head, it's just like, no, no, it's next Thursday. No, it's tomorrow. Oh, fuck. yes. Like, but, um, Lee over at Alliance right now, just how are things just training wise? I I know you're saying you know you, you realize you gotta um you know just start um doing things a little different and but yeah in, in terms of just you know your growth and and like the little things that you're picking up on like how are you feeling with all that?
1: You know I, I the one thing I can say is. I'm I'm just learning so much um, from day to day, uh, week to week, and then it's just like just seeing how um, I'm picking up on on the dumb things that an, an experienced uh, training partner just kind of gives out there. And I remember seeing something about you know when you're at when you're a white belt, it's kind of like it was all like these scribbly scribbly lines, and then it was kind of like you you don't know like anything. And then it's like, you're a blue belt and there's not as many scribbly scribbly lines, but then it's like, you're kind of like understanding certain things and not doing as many stupid things. And then at purple, like there's less all of the chaos and it's like, you're not making any more stupid mistakes. And then at brown, you're um, making people do the stupid mistakes. And it's like the whole journey just kind of gets clearer and clearer. And then like, you know, you're at, you end up at black. And it's like, I do realize, um, And I don't know for how many like how aware they are um, in this in just in, in just in their own consciousness and their awareness. But I've come to realize that I have become more aware that I am starting to make less mistakes, stupid mistakes, that I'm countering stuff and seeing stuff and they're like giving me something stupid and I'm. And I'm banking on it and I'm submitting more and I'm just transitioning more. Because my goal when I had gotten my blue belt was uh, my professor at the time told me I needed to learn how to transition more. Uh, I passed everything on my blue belt test, but with the extra credit, which was transitions, I think I got up to like three transitions. And after that, I just was like, I couldn't figure out my transitions after that. And he was like, that's what you got to work on. So when I got blue, that was the ultimate goal I told myself was that I I wanted to work more on the bottom, get better at the bottom and um, have better transitions and that's been the goal even with Gabby and, and then once we got to, to alliance with Gabby, the goal still was, okay, continue working from the bottom. Uh, focus on the transitions and that 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 didn't even have to, didn't, even, didn't even have to focus that much on that with her because when she teaches, you're taught not just the submission or the move for that for the class. But you're taught how to get, okay from from wherever your starting point is, if it was a takedown, if it was a sweep, whatever it was, how to get from that to if you were mount or side control. She's just giving you all the different multiple ways to transition and then to your submission. And then we drill that then. And it'll be constantly for like, you know, the remainder of the class. And then it's like once we have our roll time. that's the ultimate goal again is okay what did we just train in class I'm going to try to execute it if I can't execute it I'm going to keep pushing and pushing till I fully execute what we were drilling and and I see my 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 progress in that that out of everything she's given me I didn't have to focus so much on the transition she's just kind of like that's just how she teaches that's the alliance curriculum and I see why they are like the champions that they are, I I believe they're number one right now out of all of the academies worldwide. And I see why there's an effective curriculum and it makes you confident, but it's even more than the curriculum. There's so much more. And I don't know if you saw the videos that I sent you. She shared with us those last night when we were over at her house and I just got this sense of pride come over me because it's like, I, I, I understood jujitsu only to a, 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 a level of where I was in my training and what it had done for me and Matt in our, not only in our individual lives, but in our marriage. But when I saw, when she shared with that and the way she talks so highly of Fabio, when I saw this video, it just made this whole jujitsu journey and the learning and all the frustration that I've had throughout the years and the times I wanted to throw in the towel and just say, fuck this, this wasn't for me. I'm understanding at a different level. Jiu-jitsu is just more than about being a martial art or self-defense. And this video captured it for me. And what I see Alliance does, even though like there's, I know there's other schools that have other, um, other, um, what do you call them? Like other other schools who like worldwide, there's like a, a little branch yeah. in other places. And yeah, they have that name like Ted and and the Gracie's and all of that and that's great. I'm not downing anybody. But what I see specifically that has stood out for me with Alliance is that regardless of having over 400 academies worldwide, they're not segregated in their own little branches of it's under this particular black belt or whatever. It's alliance, no matter what. We are one team, one family. And Gabby has emphasized that since day one. And on top of that, and learning what we're learning about all of that, I made me better because I, I felt those values and I felt those, um, those uh, I guess, that, those values and, and, and other, I don't know what the other word I'm looking for is, but I felt those values in my own personal journey. But I didn't feel that I got that where we were before, or or that some people didn't connect to jujitsu on that level. And when you're at Alliance, and, and, and not only with Gabby, but in meeting other Alliance team members that have come in from like San Diego or from LA, it's that same mindset. We are one team, just because we're at different academies or different branches of academy, we're not against each other. And that I feel has made me, given me more growth Overall, than it just being my specific training in general. Does that make sense?
0: Absolutely. No, I get it.
1: And I just feel like it's made me grow as a person that, because before I knew jujitsu had made me grow individually but I feel this has given me extra growth where I feel like I have more compassion. There's more empathy. I I have more kindness. I feel like my heart has grown more in regards to loving more or wanting to love more. And it's so funny how uh, that, that it may sound really cheesy and really like, I don't know, dumb to, to some, but until you train martial arts, You don't ever understand the camaraderie being since we've been with Gabby, you know, like within a matter of like it's now six months that we've been there. Right after our three month mark, you know, we 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 really got to know, you know, a core group of our training partners where it's again, it's like now it's family. And it's like we hang out outside of the gym and we're always at Gabby's house and she's. I mean, even just being my, my professor, she's become a really good friend to me and I see her as family.
0: I always say that with people who haven't trained, you know, they, they always have this misconception or this thought of their own about, you know, martial artists and and, you know what they, what their life is. Like I had a friend, they listened to, um, our first episode that Mm -hmm. you did and he and I were talking. I think we we actually recorded and I don't know if I left it in or I might I, I feel like I left it in our episode, he and I when we recorded, it. But you know, basically, you know what he took from his like, well, you know, if you do something like jujitsu, you're basically committing, you know, your life and you're giving up everything else. And it's like it was like, not really, yes and no. I mean, for some you know if you want to go in and really 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 take it serious and like make this yes then yes but for others like myself I, i'm committed but i also still have my life now for him he likes to go out and party and that's what he was really referring to and it's like well yeah right. i mean and there's still people i still train with people I, you know they come in i could smell booze on them I'm like okay he's still partying they're still performing at a high yes level. good for them that's not me like yeah I, you know, I had several mugs of wine last night, and then I went in and trained this morning and got the shit kicked out of me. And I was like, nope.
1: <laughs> I think can't, they can't, don't, what they don't understand me. is that you give, you, you give up. It's not that you're really giving up. It's like you let go of things that didn't serve its purpose in your life. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like for me and Matt, and Matt's never been a big drinker. Or a big like, oh, let's the bar kind of thing. Or like, you know how some people are like, oh, it's a football game, baseball game, basketball game and they're at the bar. That's never been him. And I'm glad because, uh, you know, like I shared with you about my dad. And that was kind of like my dad. You know, he'd be drinking, you know, when there's be any sports on. And he would be at the bar. He'd be golfing. And he'd be fucking shit-faced with his, his cooler full of beer. So it's like, you know, I knew I wanted opposite. And that's the one thing with me and Nat is that we've never been big people to like want to be shit face and partying and being out all night. So it's like for us, yeah, that was something, okay, it wasn't really a big part of our life, but you know, we we still do it occasionally, but it's not like our top priority. So it's not like we've just let go what didn't serve its purpose in our life and we kind of put more value on what we feel is more important. The things we've gained from jujitsu and our, you know, like even me from just lifting at golds, my gym family in general. I feel I've I've gained more from that. Then if I were to be going and getting fucked up every weekend at some bar, you know, and then it's like, I, and that's the same thing. I hear people, well, I can't afford that. That's expensive. Well, you just fucking dropped 200 bucks on Friday night to get fucking shit faced and, and, and you hung over that 200 bucks could have went to your training for the month. So it's like, where are you going to weigh out your pros and cons? What, what is not serving you to be your highest or best good that something else can kind of come in. And I won't say necessarily replace, place maybe not the right word, but that can come in and help you get to your higher self and to uh, your higher purpose or that's going to make you the best you can be. You know, we all want to be our best version of ourselves. So it's like, don't be afraid to let go of things that aren't serving its purpose in your life. And it's really that's what it comes down to. I'm not saying you can't do certain things, but we choose mm. to spend the money we spend to train with two fucking world champions multiple title holders we pay that money we invest in ourselves and you know what at the end of the day we go to bed worry free you know yeah we have a little bit of stress here and there but who doesn't but we're not stressing out about you know other things that people are stressing out about and you know we're just in a better place that we're we're happy i can say i am 100% happy and if trading getting drunk or all this other stupid shit that people choose to do for my happiness well fuck it jiu jitsu is going to be in my life for the rest of my life if this is the best version, or if this is me on the tr- on the road to being my best version, I'll give it all. I don't care. I don't need it. Jiu-jitsu mm-hmm. it will take me to being to that highest, best self that I want to be. And that's one goal that I've had for me personally has always been to attain that level of happiness, that level of happiness in my life with the people in my life that I surround myself with. And just then seeing my potential and helping me reach that. And jujitsu is doing that. So if I'm losing something, I don't see what I've lost, what I've gained. Fuck. It's been priceless. And the friendships that I've got, not only with Gabby, with Talitha meeting her husband, you know, professor Robson, you know, and then her daughter, Louisa, another like, you know, title holder and wrestling and judo. And it's like training with the fucking best, you know, right now, I mean, that's the. It's like you got to weigh your pros and cons of what you feel is important in your life. If fucking getting shit faced and hanging out with shitty people who are going nowhere in life is what you attain to achieve, then hey, I don't want to hear you bitching why your life is a fucking shit. You know, shit show. You meet shitty people that are burning you, or people that you're like aren't aren't your real friends. If that's what you choose, hey, more power to you. But what I've chosen has made me the best version that I've, I've wanted to be. And that takes the cake any fucking day. So it's a matter of how, you know, the type of person that you are, you know,
0: no, I agree. And, you know, when you put it that way, especially, you know, it's just a clear thing because when you really break it down, it's like, all right, you're going out every weekend. Wow. Mm-hmm. I can't really afford. And I mean, I, I have friends that, you know, will say they can afford one thing, but then you see them out, you know, going yep. out dinner every night and it's like well you actually can't afford it if you gave up that and you know it's one thing you know like you said earlier called you know if you own your bullshit so if they say well yep. yeah i don't want to give up that then okay then you don't want to give it up. but at least you know you don't want to give up the bullshit
1: exactly
0: you know and if like i'm in I know we always make fun of these people. It's like the 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 CrossFitter, the vegan, the you know this person. Yes. Can't shut up! And like in Jujitsu, we're that way too. You know. Yeah. I know I am at least. You know, I I will bring Jujitsu up at any opportunity. You know, it, you know, and I talk to all my friends about Jujitsu. You know, that's just my thing. But also, I talk to my you know old friends about that because I want them. You know to come into this with me yes you know these are people i grew up with these are people that i love and it's like you know i want you guys to come on this journey with me you know i sound like a fucking cult leader i know or a cult member you know and that's okay <laughs> like because absolutely anyone in need of a cult it's fucking me right so yeah you know, but you know i talk to my friends and i you know try to you know bring them in and again they you know they don't want to give up one thing over the other um you know to to step into you know something different and that's i get it i'm you know i, I was that way slightly too until one day i said hey i'm gonna go ahead and give it a try like on my own no friends just went in was like hey you know want to sign up and you know did a trial here at your gym did the trial I was like, I think I like it. And, and, you know, I had gone to another gym previously, you know, kind of on a trial just to check it out. I wasn't crazy about that gym. Uh, yeah. Just don't, I don't think it was a good fit for me. It didn't seem like it at least. And where I am now, it's a decent, you know, it's a decent fit. Yeah. I feel, I feel at home. You know, we were just talking about that today. How, you know, my gym, that's my home, you know, mm-hmm. like my coach has listened to a couple episodes of the podcast and he's like, you know, I know you're, you know, kind of a quiet guy outside of, you know, the gym and, and outside of the podcast. But, you know, I heard you on the podcast and I just heard a, a different kind of confidence in you. He's like, really? Cause I stutter a lot and got kind of a monotone, but okay. <laughs> um, and, you know, he was like, and here in the gym, you know, you, you kind of hold your own is, is in terms of, you know, speaking up and, and whatnot. I was like, well, cause then I explained to him, we were, we were talking about this yesterday I explained to him, was like, well, it's because, you know, the gym, this gym is my home. You yes. Know, this, I, I feel safe. I feel comfortable enough to speak up. You know, you know, if you send someone new in here, you want me to give them a tour, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, You know, you want me to, you know, talk about our gym and the benefits of our gym. Yes. I'll do it, you know, because I can speak to it because I've gone through it. So.
1: And it comes so naturally at that so point
0: like with because trying to bring my friends into it. You know it's like, I want you guys to come join me because the, the guy that I've always been with you guys, I'm still that guy here. Yeah. All the difference is I'm going to talk more about jujitsu.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. You're so funny. But
0: Now it's, this is just the thing though, that we do. It, it's because I say now, if I, the last five years, I think I've been doing this five years, maybe six. I don't know. Five or six years. If I didn't have jiu-jitsu, I don't know what I would be doing, you know, in in terms of physical activity. I, you know, prior to coming into jiu-jitsu, I was lifting weights. I was, you know, strong. I was a big, strong guy. Playing football, playing basketball, just doing athletic stuff. Stuff that was wrecking my body, tearing my knees up, tearing my back up. And you know, I come to jujitsu and on this journey that I've been on, it's been you know, it's been life altering, but yeah. also it's been it's been therapy. It's been yes. you know, those friendships that you make. You know, cause like when I start thinking about friends that I have, it's like I still love my old friends that I grew up with. You know, I still, you know, if I get a call from them right now i'm there yeah we don't communicate as much as we used to like really i might talk to any of my you know old friends you know there's there's a handful of them i'm gonna say like four of them you know specifically we might talk once every six months you know but you know it's like i come to the gym you know we all have a a common goal you know, we want to improve our jujitsu. We want to get better. We want to learn as much as we can. We all have a thirst for knowledge. We want to know shit. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the, you know, since we're all in a common frequency, it's easier for us to be on that level. And again, like I said, with, with you know friends I grew up with, I'm like, hey, come on, join this cult with me. It'll be fun. And <laughs> I want, I want us all to sort of think the same too. <laughs> Don't worry. Yeah. Talk to your family. You're just going to talk to your family about jujitsu all the time at thanksgiving dinner at christmas dinner you know what i think oh uh, i think my daughter has a whistle i can hear her blowing it right now
1: that's it's, okay <laughs> nah, just, let her no, have don't, fun
0: i don't think it could be heard on here but i can hear it that shit is obnoxious i got on my headphones and i can still hear it this shit is wild you're so funny christmas like fuck <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah they you know it, it's all of this is just it, it's the journey that It's specific to each of us. You know, there could be people that come into this that, you know, they're police officers and they want to, you know, get into jujitsu to better their their, uh, training for work. Hell, there's a WWE superstar um, MVP. He just last week went out to Masters Worlds and won gold and got promoted to brown belts. And when they did a, a photo op for WWE, the group that he manages they won the tag team titles and he oh. has has another champion in the group so they're all posing with their belts and he's holding his uh, IBJJF t- uh medals
1: That's awesome
0: Dude that shit was so cool it was like that that was really awesome um you know one of my teammates he went out and and he got his first medal uh at you know uh Masters World so you know congrats to him uh, Brandon you know, I, I don't, I don't think he listens to this, but if you do congrats, <laughs> buddy, that's awesome. I'll see him on Wednesday, may, maybe Tuesday or Wednesday when we're coaching the kids, but it was really awesome to see that, you know, you know, he went out there and he, you know, put in some work. I think he took out the number one seat in, in nice. his uh, bracket too. So that was really awesome. So. nice. But either way, th- this is just a thing for all of us individually, but still collectively in some odd way. Like you said, the yeah. camaraderie. You know, y- it's not the same as you know with your football uh, teammates or your basketball teammates. You know, and, and it's different. Uh, you know, through every sport, but with with jiu jitsu, it, it. I don't know. There's just a different feel into it. Like I feel like whenever I meet someone new. My first thing is, hey, you want to go grapple? You want to go roll real quick? You know, yeah. I feel like you learn a lot about a person, like trying to kill them,
1: <laughs> right? And and what other what other sport can you do or or activity can you do where you're literally trying to you know choke somebody to death, and, uh, practically until they're like you know passing out here, and there's no animosity there's mm-hmm. no anger there's no there's no you know i need to get even there's no there's nothing it's just like a good role or or what did i do to to fuck up that you got that or you, you know what i mean it's like how did i how did i lose my defense or whatever it's like your your brain starts to like you know tick in a way where you're just like okay i need to learn from this experience but you stay humble even though you were submitted or they choked the shit out of you to where the lights went out you're, you you come out of it humble. You're not angered yep. by it. Ooh. And there's nothing else you can do where you stay that way in any other sport when you think about it. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. I mean, even, you know, like in basketball, you know, you can have your teammates, you know, you're messing around with, you're playing one-on-one. There is still, you know, a little something on it, though. Mm-hmm. Like in jujitsu and uh, you know, I won't say that there's no ego and there's nothing to it as well. But you have,
1: you have those people. Yeah.
0: For the most part, you're going to run into those situations where like today I was rolling with my teammate, you know, at the end, it was just he and I in the gym and he, he hit an ankle pick on me Mm. and I laughed because I told him like, as soon as he hit, I was like, dude, I was looking at your, you know, I was plotting the same thing on you. You you just Eh. So (laughs) it's, but you know, there's no anger. Like, yeah, you got me.
1: Right. And it's like you just you just laugh at the whole thing. But it's a learning experience and you just become more humbled by each of those experiences. And I, I mean, the jujitsu community, the people I just feel like are the nicest and I'm not saying other people aren't nice, but there's something about jujitsu that humbles you in such a way that there is no room for egos. And even when an ego comes into your gym, and even Gabby told me this, and it was something Fabio told her because she she questioned him the same way I questioned her about somebody, and she said basically um, that let them train; they'll over time their egos become like they they take like the the best of them or become you know it. Their ego becomes so big for them that where they are, like at our gym or, you know, at a specific place, their ego has no room to grow there. And then they end up just leaving on their own. They don't have to be told to leave or have to be told, you know, you're, you're you know, you, you need to take it easy or this or that, or nobody ever has to say anything to them because their ego gets the best of them to where they're just like in their own way, fuck this shit. This, this isn't the place for me. And they, they're the ones that you kind of see that bounce around or at this place for a certain amount of time. And then they're over here because it's the ego. They don't learn anything and it's the ego that hinders them from Feeling that camaraderie, being part of the family and and understanding it the way we've all understood it in that humbling sense. And so when she told me that, I was like, you know what? She's absolutely right. And she's like, it's the same thing Fabio told me. They if They leave. They eventually leave. We don't ever have to tell them anything. And it's like, and I'm seeing that. People come in and they like talk a big game about themselves and I rolled with brown belts and black belts and I submitted them uh, when they're white belts and it's like, I just fucking laugh at this shit too, you know, and she laughs too when we hear these stories, but then it's like, okay, go ahead. Come, come here with your ego. We're going to, you know, welcome you very, you know, friendly and you make you feel a part of our team and family. But the ego we see right away the moment you walk through that front door and they they come for one or two trial classes and they don't even sign up. They they you know it's like you can tell right away and it's like that's good because God and the universe are weeding out the shitty people we don't need at this specific place. You know, let them be someplace else. You know, we always crack this joke about 10th planet, they're all from 10th planet. <laughs> mm. yeah.
0: So I think we've got had a pretty good chat here uh, go ahead and start wrapping up i gotta go and start getting ready for supper and get the kid down for bed myself so you know like like real life duties here right? <laughs> like my kid always says i'm like dad you want to read a story to me I'm like yeah of course i'll read you a story you want to play a game of course i'll play a game but then the second I'm doing something it's like "Dad, you never read me stories, or play games. With. And he's like, what are you talking about? That's all I do. <laughs> like, she's
1: so, guilt tripping you. I love yeah. it.
0: And you know, like, so I got to go up because if I don't go up and sit down for dinner in a minute, she's going to be like, dad, like you never sit down for dinner with me. Like, I'm pretty sure you sit down every night for dinner, every night. Relax. Um, so, Angelina, thank you so much for coming on and saving my ass. Like, I like
1: well, shooting the shit with you.
0: Yeah, it's absolutely. Fun. It, 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 we do it a lot in the chat. And it, like, there are a lot of times when we're chatting, like, "Ah, oh, we, we could be recording this. But Hey, it,
1: whenever you want to just shoot the shit, just let me know. Absolutely. I'm happy.
0: Of course. And, I, you know, I'm always happy chatting with you, chatting, chatting with you and Matt. Um, you know, it, it's all, like I said, when I talk to you guys, I feel very comfortable. Yeah. I feel like I just, I can just talk. And, it's and like we
1: know good. each other without ever being in the same room with each other. And, and that's yeah. rare. It really mm-hmm. is a rare.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't feel like I have to, like, I don't feel like as I'm saying things, I, I'm like, oh, I
1: have to. Yeah. Like, thinking or shouldn't have said that or maybe, you know, I sh- that. yeah. It's like, you don't ever have to think or second guess yourself. It just comes out yeah, naturally. True. Nobody judges you. Everybody's like, you know, on the same page. And yeah, it's just easy.
0: And and I greatly appreciate that because that's just, a, especially in today's world where you say the wrong thing and suddenly you, oh. you, know, you walk into work and your, your time card doesn't work. It's right. Like, Wait a minute. Why isn't this working? So, yeah, we saw a series of tweets that you put up. So yeah. you really didn't like Showgirls. <laughs> it <laughs> was a fucking trash movie I <laughs> not have you here the, the director was my friend <laughs> But Either way Thank you, thank you so much You're and, welcome um, You know, and the usual rundown um, You know, thank you to everyone For listening Thank you for, you know, just everything You know, y'all that are out there You know, still listening to the podcast And you know, liking the posts, whether it be on Off The mass Podcast or BJJ.wiki. I appreciate it all. Thank you so much to everyone. Y'all got any questions, concerns, feel free to reach out to me. I'm always available because, you know, I'm an available person. Um, otherwise, don't forget to check out Sooner BJJ on Instagram and Nerd Rage Radio as well on Instagram and their podcast. And I'm um, otherwise... Thank you, everybody. I love you all. Y'all keep listening, and I'll keep making these podcasts. Bye, y'all. they listen. Now let me sing a song.